I kind of feel like singing along to these guys, but I won't do that. What? I say I kind of feel like singing along to these guys, but I won't do that. Okay, good. <laughs> Welcome to episode seven. 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 We are seven episodes in. That's amazing. Uh, it's kind of scary. Remember when we were talking about ten episodes in, like during our pilot or whatever? So. It's true. Was it ten? Was it during I don't the pilot remember. or the first episode? I don't remember. Yeah, so uh, welcome to episode 7. Uh, we have actually a pretty good episode lined up, I think. Um, and I'm going to start off with a bang, folks. I want to tell you about the best win I've ever had in Fortnite. Oh my goodness. It's this, like, okay, everybody knows what Fortnite is, right? Please explain it for Okay, maybe. Fortnite, actually, 100 no, people. Okay. <laughs> 100 people. Um, it's a computer game or Xbox, or whatever. A hundred people fly onto an island, and the last person standing wins. You can do it in groups. You can do it alone. Whatever. I was playing with a couple friends of mine. We were a squad of three, and the squads are four, so like we had the disadvantage. But we were a group of three. No, no, there's just less of you to hit. <laughs> less square footage area. Uh, so anyway, they, my two friends, had died right away. Like pretty much right away. We were we left the first place. I think we. I don't remember where we started. It was like Anarchy Acres or something like that. Anyway, they died pretty soon. I'm like, all right, I'm just going crazy. I grabbed all the weapons and I just ran for the first person I saw, which is what we usually do because nobody wants to sit there and watch someone play. Turned out to be the best episode of life they've ever seen <laughs> in Fortnite. Anyway, so I continued on my way. I came across, uh, for those of you who know Fortnite, I came across Tomato Town. I was up on the bridge. Tomato Town? I don't know Fortnite. Okay. (laughs) Chad, you are not with the ties, man. So anyway, I was up on the bridge, up by the bridge, hidden in the shadow of a tree. And I've never actually stood there before in terms of a hiding spot. It was working really well. The wall was right at my back. So I knew no one would come up behind me. So I was looking around just like, "Eh, this is kind of boring. I couldn't see anybody. I didn't want to just run out in the open. And anyway, I saw a squad come up. And they went into the main restaurant in the town. And so I'm looking down. I have my sniper rifle. I'm like, and the guy's like, yeah, just take a couple shots at them because they were watching me play. And uh, so anyway, I lined up the scope, nailed one through a window. And they're like freaking out, building walls, whatever. And uh, I'm like, oh, geez, that kind of worked. Anyway, they had no idea where I was. I'm like, that's pretty cool. And they have no idea where I am. Shot him again. Shot the next guy, healing the first guy. Anyway, like 10 shots later, I slowly picked them off because I, they'd like go in behind windows and whatever, but they didn't know where I was, so they didn't know where to hide. And I just keep picking them off in the same like two or three windows. Anyway, wiped out an entire squad. And they had no idea where I was. And I'm like, this is like, they were like, my friends were like just freaking out. This is so funny because like just the way it worked out, they had no idea where I was. They were building walls everywhere but where I was. Anyway, uh, so I picked off an entire squad. And then the wall pushed me down into the town. So I went down into the town and was kind of standing there underneath a ramp, realized there's only like 10 people left. And I'm like, oh, geez, I have a chance at this guy. So I, I hit underneath the ramp and just going through my weapons and stuff. I'm like, okay, I'm all loaded and I'm ready to go. Anyway, I realized that there's only three other people left. There's four people left. I'm one of them. And I'm like, oh, there's no way I'm going to win this. So I'm like, I got you second place, guys, you know. I kind of pulled a Leroy Jenkins and just ran out the door. You, you do know that reference? I know that reference. Okay. Uh, do other people know that reference? Probably not. You'll have to look that up. It's uh, pretty funny. Leroy, Leroy Jenkins. Yeah. Anyway, 
So I just ran out the window and I looked up and I realized they were up in their own uh, fortress in the sky. And how Fortnite works, you can build ramps, but if if you have no ramp that support or no structure that's supporting the structure you're in, it just dissipates and falls down. So you have to have at least one piece, like a ramp or a wall or something that holds up the rest. Anyway, I looked up and they had no idea where I was. And I'm like, I wonder if I could shoot out those two ramps. Turns out they had their entire fortress built up way up in the sky, holding hold by two ramps. <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, this is too good. Bup, 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 bup. Start, shot out the two ramps. Their entire squad fell in front of me and died. I won first place. Uh, I was playing with Kyle and Ben. They freaked out. They're like, <laughs> they could not believe that that happened. It's amazing. It was amazing. I have the whole episode. Or the whole episode. I keep wanting to say episode. Mm-hmm. I have the whole game uh, saved on a replay. Uh, I'm gonna have to upload it to something. And it, okay, so no but there's one no can... there's no voices, which kind of sucks. There's no commentary. Like the guys were just freaking out. Uh, so anyway, that was like the best win I've ever had in Fortnite. It was amazing. Won at squads by myself. They died right away, and I just kind of like picked people off. Nobody seen me the entire game. Well, I if I played, you'd probably find it that much better. I would. I would find it impressive. But yeah, sure. Cool. That's I'm there. I'm sure there will be people who will appreciate that story. So, uh, like, I hope so because, like I said, it was an amazing win. If you want to find, if you want to see that win, I want to watch it like on the big screen. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have a movie night, in my house. Um, anyway, yeah, it was pretty cool. I, I got a medical question for you, Chad. Okay. Because I had one of these the other night. Okay. I had a Charlie horse the other night. Okay. Now, whenever I have pain i sometimes stop and i just like process it I, I'm, I'm weird everybody knows that i start to process it and see like how can i handle this like what am i feeling whatever anyway so i started to get to this charlie horse like two in the morning i'm like jesus is hurting i'm like okay this is really hurting this is really really hurting and it, like normally i could just kind of let it go but i thought i'd just sit there and take it and not move or massage or whatever anyway it hurt okay. i felt down it was in the back of my calf i felt down and my muscle was like smaller than it was it was like constricted or yeah. contracted i should say in the back of my leg it felt really weird but anyway so i like rubbed it for a second it hurt for like three days after i've had charlie horses that never bothered me but this one hurt me so anyway I, what is a charlie horse <laughs> isn't it just it, it's the muscle contracting on its own for whatever it's like there's some kind of muscles contract by electrical impulse so it's you're just getting some kind of impulse is it like a tired muscle i wonder or uh i think it might have to do with yeah maybe tiredness but also like there's like um like chemical imbalances i was just gonna say because i know um uh i've read something on that before that um i just went to type in what's a charlie horse and what's charlie's or charles what is a charles horse <laughs> someone put charles um, makes me think of Charlie, you bit my finger. Oh, no, no. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, yeah, it's something about like a lack of iron or something in the body, or I don't know what it is, but anyway, um, yeah. So that hurts. Um, I donated blood the other day, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, talk about pain. That was painful. I feel like you always have a good story after you donate blood. Like you well, get in your car and you're still bleeding out. And yeah, uh, I've discovered that I can only donate on my right arm now. Oh, okay. um, so anyway, I had this nurse. She's really nice, and uh, she's you know an older lady, and she's put my arm down and starts you know 
feeling where the veins are and whatever. She's like, you'll pump your hand because it was quite cold in that place, so it's hard to get a vein out. And she sticks the needle in, and I'm like, I didn't make a sound. I don't want to seem like a wuss, but anyway, <laughs> I'm like, Adam, oh. Adam, Adam made a, a, a face where he's just, he, like it was like um, he's pained face. For yeah, those who I was can't pain see. faced. Uh, so anyway, I'm like, oh my gosh, that hurts. I'm thinking. Uh, okay, I'll just let it happen. Whatever it is, it's just a needle, right? Because that doesn't usually bother me. And I've donated like over a dozen times in the last couple of years, so I'm kind of used to it. And, anyway, and that she one wasn't hurt. Getting blood. She got blood uh-huh. this time. It went relatively well. But then for the last three days, they also poked my finger to get the iron levels, and that is killing me. So I had never had pain in a finger after except for when they when i had a nail shot through my fingers a couple years ago oh i remember that yeah. and uh so i don't get them to poke that finger <laughs> it hurts a little <laughs> but uh on my right hand i usually get them to do that and then anyway that never hurt before that really hurt and the needle hurt worse than it's ever hurt i wonder if there's comes to a point comes a point where it actually gets like maybe i should let it go for a while and not donate for like, well it's like uh people like uh, diabetic people who like give themselves insulin in the right. same spot every day, their skin gets really tough, like scarred and stuff like so that. So it takes so, maybe more to. Well, they suggest switching locations every time, hmm. b- give body time to heal and all that. So it's like there's like four or five sites you can give. Uh, one, two, three. there's like a lot of sites for insulin in that. Hmm. Um, but well, I I only you can only donate every. It's sixty days on the app or fifty-seven. I don't know what it is, but. Uh, yeah, you can only give every two months, so like I'm completely healed by the time I give it again. But that one hurt a lot, so I'm not looking forward to the next one. But I'll anyway. do it next time. All right, we'll have to do- donate blood together. Okay, blood brothers. Maybe we should just get this. What about tattoo brothers? No, I I'm haven't thought of anything yet. So. No, me neither. We'll talk about that later. Okay. Um. So the theological question for the week is a continuation from last episode. Okay. So last episode we talked about. Um, kind of content we censor uh, to some degree uh, and we wanted to talk about we're kind of wrapping this into the music slash game slash whatever and the theological we question as well we didn't talk about games what's that? we didn't talk about games in our censorship that's a good point that's a really good point so yeah let's just do that this episode mm-hmm. so uh, games um you I, play games killing people. Yeah. No, it's uh, that's just a really good point. So I do censor my games. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, most of the games I play now uh, are just online with friends. Yeah. I don't play games on my own because I just don't have time. <laughs> so me hanging out with friends is usually, since they're usually in Fredericton or wherever away, that uh, I usually play online only. And uh, we'll play things like Fortnite, um, Killing Floor, just Killing Zombies, that sort of thing. Um Ever since this kid, I've played shooting games. Have never bothered me. Um, I don't actually know anybody who it bothers or damages. Uh, and so, if I knew, say, you came to me and said, "Listen, I, I've got to stop playing games that I'm shooting people," it's actually like mm. bothering me. Um, I'd, I'd actually either have to stop or stop talking about it or something. So I, I've never come into that yet, so I never really had to censor too much. But there are games with nudity which I don't play games with uh, excessive swearing don't play um, anything that has a lot of violence uh, that's very graphic so Fortnite 
there's no blood. Yeah. It's just a number that pops up that's 50 or 20 or whatever. Yeah. Or if you like me, like one. They could, <laughs> they could literally skin it as like paintball or something, yeah. and it wouldn't. Yeah. It wouldn't. Make, it again. wouldn't change the game. So uh, that doesn't bother me. Um, killing a zombie doesn't bother me right. at all, no matter how graphic. <laughs> to be honest, because it's just a zombie. Uh, even hunting games doesn't. I mean, I, I can hunt You're for a hunter, life. It doesn't so. bother me. Yeah. But uh, I'm trying to think of a game that. I haven't played in a long time, but a game that uh, was too graphic that I didn't want to play. Um, it's been a long time since I've played any of those types of, like, any, like, Call of Duty or anything like that. Even Call of Duty doesn't bother me too much. Um, I haven't played it in years, though. There's one that did bother me. Um, which one was it? Was it Modern Warfare 1 or 2, where they had the scene that you could shoot up an airport? Oh, yeah. I didn't play that scene. I, uh, I've, I never played that game, but I heard a lot about it, yeah. So. Yeah. So it was a scene where the very opening of the game, you had the choice to do it or not, since it was so violent, but you were trying to get in with the terrorists, and you, uh, were supposed to join them and kill a bunch of people at an airport. And, like, no, I'm not doing that. That's innocent people. I mean, and it's, like, I, b before I even heard about the controversy, I did play it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I played that first little scene, and I'm like, this this is really weird. Like, not even I was quite young too, and it was yeah. I just like felt really weird about it. Um. Anyway, it was uh, I didn't actually finish the mission. I think I quit it. But anyway, it's like those types of things, those cross lines. There's definitely, just like in um, my movies and stuff I listen to, I filter the same way. I just there's certain things I just don't want to play or watch. But then there's games I love, like uh, SteamWorld Dig and SteamWorld Heist. And Have you played those yet? Have you played Heist uh, 3 yet? I haven't beaten Heist, and uh, I have one of the SteamWorlds on this. I have SteamWorld Dig 2 on the Switch, and I haven't beaten that either. I'm saving it for uh -huh. when I'm ready. Uh, I, yeah. The latest games I've played have been a racing game, Forza, and NHL. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I think you're probably safe with those. Um, I do. I do play other games like that, though. But other other games that would have shooting in them and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But no, I I feel the same way. Though there's been one game that's bothered me that I've played, which would be Grand Theft Auto. Which, there's a perfect example. I don't play Grand Theft Auto. I own one to, f I own all of them up to San Andreas, mm -hmm. and only because it was bought. I bought them in a pack for like three bucks a long time ago, um, and I. I don't play them anymore. I, I won't be playing Grand Theft Auto again. So, it's yeah. There's some very and it's very graphic now. So, yeah. Um, the, like I, when I was younger, I used to love just getting in a car and just driving around the city and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then the missions. Oh, another one, Saints Row. That's that's like a parody of. Yeah. Uh, it's really bad. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I started playing it with a friend of mine, co-op, and I we I gave up on it. I wasn't interested in playing it. So yeah, there's definitely games out there that I would censor for sure. Then mm -hmm. sounds like you would censor them too. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so uh, back to our original question. <laughs> uh, so comedians. Uh, so we were mentioning last podcast that uh, comedians like everything. Um, 
you know, do we censor, how do we censor, whatever. And so we were, the topic came up when we started listing our favorite comedians, but we're going to list our favorite comedians, uh, but keeping in mind that uh, even within these comedians, we censor the content. So, like, there's some here that are 90% clean, and they've had a few bad jokes, and we just kind of skip through those. Um, but I generally like to find a comedian that's 100% clean, and just stick to it because then I don't have to skip through. It's pretty easy. Mm-hmm. But uh, um, so, I why don't you start with your with your? Do you want to pick a number one, or do you want to just list them? Uh, I I don't want to pick a number one. Um, okay. But I think. The thing that I'd say I censor most—it's not even censorship. It's I don't find it funny, and it's more bothersome. Is like jokes of a sexual nature. Yeah, that's the one that it's like. Yeah, uh, a perfect example of that would be like uh, Richard Pryor, mm-hmm. or Eddie Murphy. Yes. Yeah. I can't listen to Eddie Murphy. Yeah. I can't do it. I find his voice hilarious. I find him as a person super funny. Yeah. And I know I would laugh at his comedy, but I've watched a special when I was younger. Um, man, I listened to a lot. I watched listened to a lot of bad things when I was younger. <laughs> but um, something I wouldn't even think about now. Like, no. Just no. Mm-hmm. It's just really no. <laughs> well, I, I remember him as, like, because he got into, like, children's movies. Yeah. And then, I, professor and, yeah. and then hearing that he does stand up comedy, I remember like, oh yeah, I'll look, I'll watch one of those. And then it was like, I was like, oh my goodness, yeah. no way! Yeah. I yeah. got like two minutes into it. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, he's pretty bad. We we were surprised once. Um, we went to a comedy show. Um, although I shouldn't have been surprised, but I was naive and young. Uh, I went to uh, John Lajoie. Do you remember him? No. He's a YouTube guy oh yeah maybe yeah yeah his, his songs weren't great but for some reason when i was like 15 16 i just went skipped past the fact that his stuff was garbage went to his show and sean and i were super uncomfortable with it we were like really early in dating yeah. um she, i think she got me the tickets because she knew i i liked his content anyway no, no not even close to anymore um so anyway there's definitely uh, a lot out there that i don't uh I used to listen to or have listened to in the past and it's it sometimes is hard sometimes is hard when you find a comedian like really funny but mm-hmm. you find out their content's garbage and it's like oh, like you kind of like think why you know why do they have to do that yeah <laughs> but uh but we've been to plenty of, have you been to any comedy shows uh buddy what's his name and the other fellas they're a new they're new uh, okay uh they're really funny uh, right. For the most part, clean. They their stuff's probably on Spotify, which okay. is. Uh, trying to think of other comedy shows I've been to. I know I've been to. Uh, I went to Brent Bot, Corner Gas. Oh, did you really? Yeah, he was really good. Yeah. Uh, the joke that keeps sticking in my mind is he wanted to stick all seniors in a big open field and just <laughs> airdrop food to them. He <laughs> <laughs> was like, "We'll just airdrop supplies and food, and they'll just run to them and just." It was just so funny. I barely remember the context of the joke, but I just remember laughing my head off at the show. Uh, been to Tim Hawkins, which was by far the best comedy show, I've, best show I've ever been to. Yeah. And that's even better than Weird Al, and that's saying a lot for me because Weird Al is my favorite show. I uh, yeah, 
No, I can't think of anyone else uh, I've been to. Now. Red Green. I've been to Red Green. Really? Yeah. yeah, he was funny. He was actually pretty clean, too. He, he said, yeah. he actually said, he said one sex joke, and it's with him and his, it was something about his wife or something. Like, I can't remember the details, but basically he even said, oh, I got to throw one in there. Like, <laughs> but like that was it. Like, yeah. it was actually, it was actually a decent show that I remember. Did you see him as Red Green or Steve Smith? As Red Green. Okay. Yeah. He showed videos of the show and like talked about things and it was, yeah. it was a really good show. It was a Moncton. Um, so I guess let's get into the list. Okay, uh, you go with just pick one. Uh, one he's on both of our lists, so I I feel like I should knock him off um, because I know he's not at the top of your list, which would be Jim Gaffigan. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, I find he's very underrated. Yes, but. I know. If you go on Spotify, he his latest album there's a there's like a commentary like B side to it, and it's so funny hearing like his thought process on like the jokes, and hearing like the jokes that he does like purposefully like as like because he's like talks about um, like uh, gender. Uh, uh, what am I trying? I can't think right now i just woke up <laughs> um uh, it's 9 30 at night by the way <laughs> yeah, societal norms for genders okay yeah um so like talking about how like he's like the man of the house and he has to do yeah. so and it, it's so funny because he's like playing off this joke of it and he's like i don't i don't act this way and it's like i it's it's uh you you hear him kind of talking like a feminist which is right. like i don't mean like Nazi feminists that like you hear yeah. that term like an actual feminist right so yeah. it's it's because thinking of that like he's probably one of my top comedians because of that and it's just like he playing on social commentary is just yeah. he's he he's definitely the king of uh, well okay I can't say that but like his food jokes are really funny his, yeah like better than most uh, because he he's actually not that overweight anymore at all no but there was a time where he was and so he always makes fat jokes but like about himself and really funny yeah but uh it's all it's always directed at himself too yeah. which is he's yeah. never picking on some one person did you know he actually did a show in front of the pope really yeah the pope was coming to the states and was doing something anyway he did a show for the pope <laughs> and he's like it was kind of weird because <laughs> yeah like what do you say for the Pope? But he's a Catholic. Uh, his family is. Oh, okay. Um, so that, I think that's partly why he's clean. He's not, like, crystal clean, crystal clear. Like, yeah. He's not uh, perfect uh, in, in terms of his content. But to be honest, even Tim Hawkins uh, at his live show is actually, like, getting uh, closer to that sort of thing than I thought. But mm -hmm. the more I thought about like, he's still talking about real stuff and still talking about like within a marital context and stuff so it's actually like it was one thing i like about tim hawkins is he and he talks about this in his podcast is he's there like he's he tells jokes where it's like everyone's kind of like oh i go through that too i can yeah. i can laugh at that <laughs> so, yeah 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 so, that's true yeah jim um jim gaff can play in front of the pope though yeah does i didn't think the pope knew english i thought the pope, oh, pope francis does oh does it i'm okay. pretty sure I thought he only spoke Portuguese or Spanish or whatever. I don't know. Or at least it was like, maybe it wasn't, maybe the Pope was there, but maybe it was more uh, 
Like, it wasn't in front of just the Pope. Like, it was a show. <laughs> just the just two the of them in the room? <laughs> it's like performing for the Queen. Britain's Got Talent or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how that actually works. but um, Yeah, so, name we've already mentioned, Tim Hawkins. If I had to pick one comedian, if I could only, like, Desert Island, comedian style, yeah, uh, it would be Tim Hawkins. He's just the most well-rounded comedian. Mm-hmm. He's got music. He's got... Um, situational comedy he's got food jokes he's got everything so i'd have to put him up my top of the list for sure uh i think anything else you want to say about him or, uh, you no, no, that's good. I, mean, I think most people know tim hawkins besides that the whole point of the podcast is to get him on right Eat. yes yeah. i think uh comparatively dimitri martin he's he's a musical comedian that but he's not clean well he's his early stuff wasn't bad. Yeah, he went off the rail. I I sometimes will listen to his old stuff, yeah. like put on an old album. Um, but he's a little bit. You gotta actually hear his full joke. Well, he's, he's, like, he's good for short jokes too. I know, but sometimes he'll, like, if you miss one word in the whole joke, you're like, yeah, because yeah. they're a little bit more sophisticated. Uh, yeah. But yeah, he's. I think he's that's why fun. I like him. It's, it's sophisticated. Yeah. It's, he's very. Uh, He's really good at the one-liners in that too, though. So yeah. Um, I will put up a name uh, that most people may not know, but John Christ. He tours with Tim Hawkins, but is also been he's been on like BuzzFeed and like he's been he's, all he's the getting really famous now. Yeah, yeah and he is actually really funny. Like he's classic comedian, like Bill Cosby comedian. Well, no, no, Bill Cosby. <laughs> Don't make that comparison. No, no, not because of that, but, uh, but no, I was actually I was gonna say that, but Bill Cosby is always stories. Oh yeah. But yeah. Uh, I don't mean like that. I just mean like when you think of a comedian getting up on stage and telling jokes, that's him. Like just plain out, plain out, like Jim Gaffigan, like just situational, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Uh, he's got a lot of really funny ones, but he's young and really good. He, I love listening to him. He was the one who made the Christian Alexa video that we yes, watched. Yes, that's other. right. Yeah. That's right. He makes a bunch of YouTube videos that just will tell like a joke longer. Like just yeah. Makes my for instance, uh, he did one on um, a new Christian artist that came in. I'll save that for another episode. Okay. We'll watch that one. It's funny. All uh, right. Throw me another one, Chad. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld. Ah, uh, Jerry Seinfeld. That's he's coming to Moncton. Uh, he's been to Moncton before. He's he's coming back. Yeah. Um. My mom asked me if I wanted to go. Um, I don't know. I love his comedy, but I don't know if it's clean anymore. So here's the thing. Bill Cosby, uh, not to bring him up again, but um, I, his original stuff, like his young, his, mm. when he was younger, some of the funniest comedy. Yeah. His stories, his everything, it's all clean. His yeah. stuff is all clean. And, but then um, I heard from somebody who went to his show like a couple of years ago. He was in Moncton. When the casino first opened and they said it was like the dirtiest show ever really and so i lost all faith i didn't listen to him after that i'm like i still kind of went to some of his older jokes but and then whatever happened recently was yeah separate but um that was before that even but um so i kind of lost all faith in that because i didn't hear i've listened to, i listened to him all the time on like comedy stations or youtube or whatever i never heard any bad stuff mm-hmm. but then so that makes me nervous about Jerry Seinfeld. I don't want to go spend 
so many dollars on a show and sit there only to find out he's changed his comedy act and it's a bunch of garbage. Like, it's not interested in spending money on that. Have you seen his latest... It's, I'd say it's a cross between a documentary and a stand-up special on Netflix where it's... Comedians in Cars getting coffee? No. Oh. No. Oh, yes, his latest special. The Talks late- about his growing up and... He performed in, like, his, like, where he used to do open mic... And it's, uh, he talked, yeah, talked about growing up and all that, and like there's comedy mixed in and stuff. So. I didn't find it that funny. I thought it. It was pretty good, but like. I, I didn't think it was his funniest stuff, no. but I enjoyed it for, I think, the documentary aspect of yeah, it. Yeah, it was entertaining to watch. Yeah. But in terms of as a comedy show, it wasn't as good. Yeah. Uh, but his comedians in cars getting coffee. Um, only some are funny. The one with Kramer. It's pretty funny. Mike Richards. Yeah. But, uh, anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah, Jerry Seinfeld. Would you go to a show? I think I'd, I think he's someone I'd want to say I've seen. It's true. He's he's pretty much the he's top very, ten king of comedy. Well, he's, like. the, he's the richest comedian. Yeah, he is. He, but he's, he's also, that's because of Seinfeld, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The show. But, uh, yeah, no, he's good. Um, someone who I didn't like his comedy until I saw him live, Bob Smiley. Did you see him when he, you were with uh, Tim he opened, Hawkins? He opened for Tim Hawkins. Although, Tim Hawkins, being the kind of guy he is, he actually opened for Bob. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he comes out first huh. and said, listen, I'm not going to open for these guys. Or, I, I'm not going to let them open for me, yeah, sorry. Um, you know, he kind of opened for, he, he opens for all of his openers. Like, huh. it's, like, no comedian does that. I think that's really good. Or at least that I've ever known. But uh, Bob Smiley live? Holy smokes, he's funny. I'll tell you, on the podcast, I've stopped listening to it now, to be honest, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bob Smiley's my fi- Like, I prefer the episodes that he's on. I find him, he's, he's funny in person, and he's, yeah. So, I I would like, to, he's probably, I'd like to see him over Tim Hawkins, actually. I feel like I've seen enough Tim Hawkins content. I haven't seen Bob Smiley. The show is so much better, though. Oh, we... So much better. Yeah. Sean and I have, like, three DVDs Yeah. Uh, of Tim, and Live was just that much better. He's so good. He's, a, like, an entertainer more than a comedian. He's very yeah. well-rounded in that aspect. So, yeah, I, I get that. So, Like, I can't even describe. I There's one joke that he did that I literally started rolling around on the floor almost. <laughs> like, I was leaning right over, and I just, like... <laughs> I can't remember the... I, can, I can't remember the joke completely, but something about uh, how he has one toenail that's really sharp. And his wife's always upset with him because he's stabbing oh. her in the leg. <laughs> and uh, uh, anyway, so that happens. That happens a lot in married couples. That's, that's like a very relatable joke. Um, anyway, uh, he's like... Well, I might need that. I might need that sharp toenail. He's like, I, you never know when I need to slit a goat's throat. Or, <laughs> and he like swung his foot across the stage. Just the, like that moment, the person I thought of when that joke, when he said that joke, was my brother. I think my brother would have lost it on that joke. <laughs> Just would have lost it. Uh, it's too, but it's not on his special. I don't think. I think that's a joke he only did live. Oh. So it's interesting. There's so many things that uh, you do. Anyway, enough about Tim Hawkins. Yeah. <laughs> He's just too funny. Uh, I'd say the people I have left here are my very non-clean people. Uh, right. I'll bring up Mike Brig- Mike Birbiglia. 
Uh, I thought it was funny because he's. I thought he was fairly clean until very recently. Um, but in his recent, one of his recent specials, he talks about how he's known as being a clean comedian, but then yeah. swears on the Muppets show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He he kind of goes a little weird on religion. Yes. In that, which I'm okay going against weird against religion, but he mischaracterizes the Christianity he grew up with. Yeah. Which upset me a little bit, so I stopped watching at that point. But, um, yeah, it's specials. With some comedians are very different. Uh, like one minute, they're they're very they're very much like a movie. Like they have surrounding context of all the jokes, and they kind of pull back on old jokes the whole show, but then a whole new show will be different. So. I usually just pick and choose between albums, like specials. But yeah, he's he's pretty funny. Uh, yeah. A very comparable to Mike Birbiglia would be Nate Bergazzi. Yes, I I like Nate Bergazzi. Nate Bergazzi's on my list. He's, as far as I know, quite clean. I, I don't I think there's like maybe one joke I had to skip once, but like it was pretty. Like he's actually pretty good. Um, he talks about his Christian upbringing to a degree, um, but uh, yeah, he's he's pretty entertaining. So he'd be on my list for sure. And you have one left, I which I actually don't know who this is. John Mulaney. Okay, I know who it is. Never listened to any of this stuff. He's, um, I think it's yeah. He it similar to Mike Birbiglia in where he uh, he makes fun of his Christian upbringing. Uh, right. It's it's not. It's not very bad though. I wouldn't say. I'd have no problem with that if they came around and explained like tim hawkins again <laughs> or actually even better john chris talks about because his father was a pastor mm. he talks about upbringing and that stuff and like makes fun of a lot of things that his father did and said and he did and yeah. said whatever um but like still brings it around and explains that that doesn't mean you throw at everything or whatever but uh i'm assuming this guy doesn't I, come he, back to he kind of makes fun of a lot of world religions but not in a not in a way of like you think like oh people are dumb because they believe whatever yeah um it's he he makes fun of like he's married to a jewish woman so he, he says like it's more this is more race than culture uh, than mm-hmm. uh, religion i think but he's like how his wife is never afraid to express her feelings so he's like he he always he makes fun of his wife a lot mm-hmm. um but I, the worst part about john mulaney i think is the swearing he swears a lot, uh, but he has some funny jokes that are like, if he took out the swearing, they'd still be funny, and they wouldn't. They you'd consider them clean. I hate it when comedians do that. Yeah. When they swear for the sake of it. Yeah. When like there's sometimes that they'll use a joke where it is funnier as a swear word, and you know that's that's their decision. They can do comedy however they want but when they do it for no reason there's no actual benefit to the comedy when they do it that that bothers me even more but uh, yeah uh and then there has to be and this is a common one an honorable mention and i like am kicking myself for not putting him in my list i can't understand why i didn't (laughs) brian regan yeah he is i would have to put him up there with one of my favorite comedians of all time for sure he's probably the most famous clean comedian I'd oh say. yeah, well Jerry Seinfeld's known as a famous clean comedian, yeah. but but Brian Regan, very underrated, um, but so good. And in fact, I want to play one special of his, and this is just his hooked on phonics. Do you know what phonics is? 
Yeah, yeah, it's, it's sounding like a, out it's, system. Yeah, yeah, like sounding out words. Help people read. Help kids read. And help help kids read, whatever. Hmm. But uh, yeah, this is this is his thing here. I should probably turn up the volume before I click that. People spell their name however they want. It has nothing to do with phonics or nothing. <laughs> Not sure what phonics is, but <laughs> I saw the girl that was hooked on it. And I thought, <laughs> she's got a problem with it, apparently. Have you seen that commercial? Hooked on phonics, work for me. <laughs> she was adorable, you know. I was thinking, wouldn't that be weird if she was applying what she learned and she couldn't get the commercial straight, you know? Hook it on phonics, work it for me. Hook it on phonics, work it for me, me. Okay, cut. You talk to her, man. We ain't gonna move a lot of tapes this way. I'm telling you right now. Anyway, I met this woman. Her name was uh, Amy, you know? So I go, oh, uh, A-M-Y? She goes, no, A-Y-M-I-E. Oh. I have to take a nap. I'm Brian, B-R-I-V-O-L-B-N, the number seven, the letter Q. <laughs> Look at my name tag. It's, it's big. <laughs> Something. Anyway, he's uh, he's so funny. I wish I could play the stupid school one, but it's like seven, eight minutes long, or whatever. I I want to go home and listen to him now. Ah oh, man, he's so good. I'm thinking next episode we'll squeeze it in do stupid in school that one okay that's that's one of my favorites that he's ever done so yeah that's, that's brian regan um he's as far as i'm aware i don't think he's ever done a non-clean joke i don't think i, I haven't listened to everything he's ever done but he's pretty good so yeah uh so that should be pretty good i think you know, we've talked a lot about comedians. We've talked a lot. <laughs> for like 20 minutes. <laughs> yes. But uh, I hope everyone, for the last couple of episodes, we've talked about content. I hope everyone, um, if there's one thing you get out of it, is we screen our content carefully. Uh, and we screen our content based around um, even the convictions of others as well. So if, you know, you don't want to start telling somebody about something that bothers them, um and you're obsessing over it. It's actually really, not only is it rude to like, you know, mm -hmm. if someone says they don't watch TV and all you're doing is talking about TV shows all day, that's rude. And yeah. it's not, not only that, it's actually as a Christian, if they're a Christian brother or sister, that's uh, really, really unhelpful uh, for them. And so they have, even, no matter how ridiculous you think someone is about something, their convictions are, um, well, I shouldn't say no matter how much, but within reason, of course. There's people who do things for the wrong reasons, of course. But uh, if somebody restricts something in their life, um, you should respect that and help them with it. Um, and so you don't want to cause others to stumble. And so you should go as far as to uh, cut it out of your life if it means you have to do it for someone else, like a close friend or whatever. So anyway, um, I think that's our thoughts for the episode. Yeah, uh, maybe we should mention one thing. Uh, 
the music that we were listening to when we started it. So we didn't, we didn't comment on that. That's a good point. It's um, and maybe the next episode we'll actually uh, feature, them, feature them. But uh, a new band I'm listening to, uh, Iron Horse. They're a bluegrass group. Um, they do a lot of covers, but they actually have some original content. It's really good. So next episode, actually, let's end on it. Let's end on because uh, I've I've been listening to. Um, I've been listening to some bluegrass lately, yeah. which is not normally my style of music, but I like, uh, although Shauna calls it alternative bluegrass, and she's probably right. <laughs> it's not classical uh, bluegrass, but anyway, it's uh, it's been really good, but we'll end on a little bit of this song here. It's um, called You'll Live On. It's actually a really sad song. It's a song, as far as I can tell, about um, someone who lost a son or daughter uh, and saying that the they'll live on in life um, through the stuff that they've accomplished because one of the lines is um, a an angel's heart crushed by devil's rules or something like that and saying that she passed on like she was too good for this world type thing like she was a really sweet comment but anyway probably not the best song to end on because it's really sad but it's a really good song They came, your mother cried. Head in my hands, I looked down and sighed. Look what we've done, perfect in it.